Praise God. And every tongue and kindred, I think about when we get to heaven, whoo, it's going to be loud. <laughs> it's going to be loud. You may be seated. Couple of announcements. How many like to serve? Well, I want you to keep that promise and go back there and sign up for communion. Okay? I want tomorrow's my last day here. Quick prayer for me. I'm going in for surgery, and many of you have been seeing me limp. I'm going in. I've never been so excited about having surgery in my life. It has crippled my body, so I'm going to go fix it. So do Mama Beans a favor. Sign up for communion. Don't let people have to run you down. I don't want to get a phone call. If I get a phone call, I'll be looking for you. Can, I, can the church say? All right. Quick two announcements. Lana. Bron and Lexi Chan, come on up right quick and give us some announcements right quick. Hi, guys. I'm Lana. I'm the graduate intern for Campus Worship, if you haven't met me. So I work with Chapel Worship Teams and Hosanna Worship Teams. And just so you all know, please pass the word on to people you know. Um, we are going to be doing interviews, auditions for teams next year. So that will all be happening the week after spring break. So we have applications on the cupboard in the back for credenza. <laughs> so grab an application. They go in my box, which is over by the de desk, and sign up for an interview and audition time. If you know anybody who has musical gifts from other places on campus who doesn't come to our services, please invite them. Let them know. Those applications will be due right before spring break, so this Friday. So thank you, guys. And I am Lexi, and just want to let you guys know that there's a prayer night tomorrow night from 7 to 8.30. Um, just, it's a time to all come together and pray for different vulnerable populations in our community. So we're praying for the special needs, for vets, the unborn, um, our Whitworth community, those struggling with addiction, and just other areas uh, that God's maybe placed in your hearts if you guys want to come together and intentionally spend time in the chapel in prayer. Um, that's happening tomorrow, so I hope to see you guys all there. All right. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, we thank you that we pray today that you will yield, that we would yield ourselves completely to you so that you may use us in whatever way you choose. We pray that you will provide us opportunities to demonstrate to others, both in word and in deed, how much you mean to us. Give us wisdom to know what to say and the sensitivity to speak the truth in love. We pray that we may be bold enough to proclaim the gospel of Christ clearly and truthfully, and we ask that many seeds be planted through our actions and attitude as well as our words. And Lord, we thank you for sending the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. May we never lose focus of the amazing grace that caused Christ to die for our sins on Calvary's cross. And may we never tire of sharing this beautiful truth with whomever you place in our path. In Jesus' name, amen. So about eight, eight and a half years ago, our daughter, Bella, looked a little bit something like this, and she uh, started having some eye trouble, and started having this, this funny kind of swelling, and it turned out her, her tear ducts were being clogged, which is kind of common, but it was getting more uh, complicated than normal, and so they decided they had to have surgery, which is not a very uh, common thing for a four-month-old, 
And so we had to go in to, to, to Children's Hospital and, and figure out about having surgery on Bella. And the questions, the key questions that Janelle and I were asking at that time were, who, who is going to be doing the surgery? And are they qualified, right? Or do, they, do they know what they're doing? Just like tomorrow with Steffi's surgery. She, you know, do they know what they're doing? They know. But even more with a vulnerable little four-month-old, do they know what they're doing? Do they know how to, how to do anesthesia for someone so small and how to take care of their eye and, and take care of her eye and make sure that she's taken care of? Who is qualified and worthy to, take, to do this procedure? That question, who is worthy, who is qualified, is something that we were asking there, a question that we're going to ask today a little bit more as we come to our, our passage in Revelation 5. Yesterday, or last week, we got to hear the Revelation 4 and see this amazing scene in the throne room of heaven, the sensory overload of this incredible, beautiful, majestic scene of rainbows in the throne and the worship, and, and we got to speak it together, right, and sing it together, the beauty of that, that scene of, of heaven. And now Revelation 5 is a continuation of that story. We, we go from there in Revelation 4 where everything's in order, everything's right, everyone has their place around the throne, everything's, everything's worshiping that one, it's all good. And in Revelation 5, we pick it up, we see on the screen here, then I saw, John, then John sees in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and the back and sealed with seven seals. And he sees a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and look into it. So the serenity of the scene we see in Revelation chapter 4, the scene of heaven is, is interrupted. It's interrupted by this, this scroll. There's a scroll in the right hand of the one on the throne, the scroll, and, and John's questioning of it. Now, we talked about before the ways that Revelation is full of Old Testament allusions, right? It's packed, packed with it. And so here's another one. The scroll, we see it in, in Isaiah, we see it in Daniel, and we see it most of all in Ezekiel chapter 2 and 3, where we see the scroll. This scroll is God's plan of redemption for the universe. God's plan for judgment and redemption. God's covenant purposes that he's, that he's been, been, been promising that's what's in the scroll. It's like with this, all this great building going out of here, right, and the diggers and everything's so exciting, that Fred Johnson and the general contractor, they have a plan. They have a plan. They have all the, all the different layers of it, all the different pieces, how it's going to come together and become this great new theology center, the Beeksma Family Theology Center. It's going to be amazing. They have a plan. They roll up that plan and put it in their briefcase and do whatever they do. That plan is this scroll, the plan of God's redemptive purposes for the universe. But the problem is, the angel says, who's worthy? And no one's worthy. No one's found who is worthy. And John begins to weep. He begins to weep. Imagine this. Imagine you were in a dark room, a really dark room. This is maybe a little bit like John's experiencing. So dark, there's no light anywhere. And you think you're just stuck. You, you're stuck. There's no way out. That's the experience we think about our world. I don't think, I don't think we need too much convincing to think of, to, for me to tell you that our world's in need of redemption, that things aren't right. We all kind of get that, right? We see it near and far inside of us and outside of us, the systems, the people. We see spies being poisoned in the UK. We, we see 
sex trafficking that goes on and on without us even really realizing it all, every day and slavery. We see systemic injustice and racial oppression in our country, in our own backyard. We see parents betraying children. We see children betraying others. And we see our friends betraying us. We experience the brokenness in our own lives and our own self-hatred, the ways we compare with one another, the ways we, pride, we pridefully compare ourselves or self or hate ourselves in comparison with others, the ways we're stuck in addictions of pornography or drugs or alcohol, the, all these, this brokenness around us. And we can see that things are not the way they're meant to be. Our relationships with God and with each other and with our world, they're all broken. We see it in the, the destruction environmentally going on in our world. Things are not right. And John feels that darkness. He sits in the darkness and says, things are not right in the world or in me or in the systems and the institutions. It's not right. And he sits in the dark. And then the scroll. The scroll. It's as if he's in that dark room kind of feeling around just for no reason, and all of a sudden his hand falls on a handle. There's a handle in this dark room. There's a way, there's a handle, there's a handle, there's a door. There's a door, there's a way out. There's a scroll. God has a plan, a redemption, a hope, a hope that God can actually do something. And then he tries to turn the handle. Who is worthy? And it's locked. No one's worthy. No one found worthy, no one who actually lives in right relationship with God and others to be able to actually execute this plan, to open it up, not just to open it, but to execute the plan of God's redemption in the world. There's no hope. And so John weeps. His heart breaks to think, you mean I'm stuck in this dark hole, hell, forever? And he weeps, and he weeps. Where are you weeping today? Where are we weeping today? I don't want you to say it out loud, but I want you to think about it for a, few, for a few moments here. What makes your heart weep today at the brokenness in us and around us? What is making you weep today? John wept like we weep. And then, verse 5, when the elders said to John, and now we speak it together, speak the words of the elder, do not weep, ready, set, go. Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open its scroll and its seven seals. Do not weep, the angel says. Stop weeping. Look, there's the lion, the Messiah, the mighty one, the one who's been promised to come and reign victoriously. He is worthy to open that scroll, to execute God's plan of redemption. Look, don't weep anymore. And the door cracks open and light floods in. All of a sudden, there's hope. There's hope. And it goes on from there in verse 6. Then I saw between the heaven between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Keep going. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell before the lamb, 
each holding a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So he looks for this lion, this mighty warrior who's conquered. And instead, he's surprised to see what? A lamb. And not just any lamb, but a lamb who's been slaughtered. That term's a, a term from the temple worship, a term of slaughtering the animals on the, on the sacrifice on the altar. A slaughtered lamb, yet not just a slaughtered lamb, a slaughtered living lamb, a living lamb with seven horns, powerful. Remember that completeness? And seven eyes to see. So it's a powerful, all-seeing, strong, slaughtered lamb and lion. And your mind's going, what is going on? This is too much. This is too much. What is happening? But you know one thing. This lamb goes and takes the scroll. He takes the scroll, grabs the scroll. He can do it. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is qualified to fix what is broken in the world. And in verse 9, it tells us why. Why do we know he's worthy? How is he worthy? They sing a new song, and now let's, let's speak that song together with them. They sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests, serving our God, and they will reign on earth. Why is he worthy, this lion lamb? He's worthy because he died and rose and conquered, overcame through his being the new Passover lamb, through his blood, through his being slaughtered for us. We're about to remember that, especially Holy Week coming up, right? His being slaughtered on our behalf, he conquered sin and death and evil. He conquered the darkness in himself by taking it on himself. He beat it as that mighty warrior who defeated it by being slaughtered. And now he's calling together people from every, what does it say? It says from every tribe and language and people and nation, the four corners of the map. Not just one skin color, not just one language. I love that we're saying today in Hawaiian because it's a little pointer to the ways it's going to be in heaven. Every country, every culture, every tongue, every people, every corner of the globe represented in this beautiful, worshipful moment because this one who is worthy grabbed people from everywhere in, everywhere in. And then he calls us, not just in, but he calls us to be a kingdom and priest. He's fulfilling God's covenant promise from the beginning. God just didn't make us just to be robots or as pets. He actually made us to join with him in reigning and stewarding this earth and caring for it and making things right ourselves as a part of his covenant purposes for us. We actually get to reign with him as his kingdom and priests, his vice stewards. We have a role to play. So eternity isn't boring sitting and singing. It's actually joining God in his reign on earth and his reign in the universe in some mysterious, beautiful way. He is worthy. This one who lived in our place on our behalf. And it goes on from there. Verse 11. And I looked and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and many living creatures and the, and the elders. And they numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. What is our response to this one who is worthy? Well, they and we now speak it, singing with a full voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered 
to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And so they speak these seven things, these seven words from First Chronicles and from Daniel that speak about the king. Seven words that remind us of his being the king. Band, you guys can come on up. And then in verse 13, it goes on and finishes. And every creature in heaven and earth joins in this song to the one who's seated on the throne. The angel says to them, to John and to us, weep no more. Stop weeping. Look at the one who is worthy, this one who has overcome sin and death and evil. Look at this one. And the response is to praise. The only response to the one who is worthy is to praise, to join in the song and say, worthy are you. Worthy are you. And so before, I, had, I asked you to think about and say, just quietly share where the weeping is in your life. But now I want you to speak out loud. I'm going to invite you to boldly speak out loud. Speak out loud. Where is the praise as you think about this worthy one, this one who brings hope, this one who is opening up and has started and will complete God's redemptive purposes for this world? What is your praise? What do you say to him who is worthy this morning? Let's speak it out as a community. I know it takes a little courage, but let's speak it out as a worshiping community. Where is the praise? Hallelujah. What is the praise to him? Friendship with him. Say it. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Come on. Overcomer. Come on. Grace. Yes. Victorious. Come on. What else? Hope. Amen. Rest. Yes. Peace. Amen. Keep them coming. Celebration. Come on. Belonging. What is that? Rescuer. Amen. The one who reigns on high is worthy of our praise. Let's stand and finish singing to him together. So weep no more. Look. Look, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has overcome the sin, the death, the evil, the darkness. Weep no more. Look and find hope in the one who is worthy the one who is bringing about his redemptive plan, and the one who invites us to join him in that redemptive work, even now, in the power of his Holy Spirit. Go in his name. Amen.